0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The Blaze Baba Studies Cellar Radio Show with your brother DJ Sam Rock, a.k.a. Sam Lopez. And you're listening at SoulWinnersWithAZ.org, which is Cellar Radio Network 247, the Cellar Radio Player. Thank you so much for coming through. We're also streaming on all the social media platforms, audio only today. Amen. Uh, For a special guest that we have today Her name is Sister Julissa Amen, I'm putting the sister in front of her name But, you know, she's my little sister in Christ And she has a story to tell A story of how God changed her life We call it a testimony If you never went through a test You won't have a testimony, amen And we we all going through tests in life Amen So, And I also know someone, she knows A distant cousin On the Clemente side of my family By way of my grandmother's side So without further ado, we're going to bring Jalissa in on and share her testimony. God bless you, my sister. Thank you so much for coming through.
3: Thank you for having me and letting me have this opportunity.
2: Amen. Amen. It's going to be a great time, great opportunity, because we're going to experience what God can do in a life of a person that simply said yes to let God start working in your life as soon as you said yes. I think the hardest part was getting to the point where you say, okay, God, I'm here. I trust you. I believe in you. Do your work, Right.
3: Yes, amen.
2: So share real quickly about who you are, how old are you from the time of this recording, and where you're from.
3: Okay, well, my name is Alyssa. I'm 26. I'll be 27 in December. I was born in Allentown, uh, raised in Allentown. We moved around a lot. I lived in Newtown over between Pittsburgh and Maryland for a little bit. But my whole life I grew up in church, so I've always known God. Yes, I've had plenty of tests and they weren't the easiest. But now looking back, I'm going through like this healing process. I'm seeing a Christian therapist. Um, looking back, I now can see God in all of it. And it just wows me. I've reached a point where like I've every, seen everything differently and I just broke down crying and thanking God. Even though, like, any other normal person would look at it like, oh my gosh, he's had such a horrible life. Like, I can look back now, like, no, God was there because it could have been so much worse. God saved my life, like, and protected me in ways that I could have never understood then. And now I am slowly. I'm still a work in progress, of course. I'm not perfect. Amen, but, amen. um,. I do, I, you know, I'm starting to realize now and have the discernment that I didn't have then.
2: So you said you grew up um, You you said you grew up in the church and you've known God. Now we have to break that down a little bit for the listeners because I know they, they hear that a lot and we get uh, made fun of a lot when a lot of people hear testimonies say, well, she grew up in church. How come she didn't, you know, know God yeah. n- then that she knows God now? I think it was because we had to make a decision, right? Now, on my end, I didn't grow up in church, right? So uh, it's a little different. Amen. But Mm -hmm. I knew about Jesus because I heard the story. I heard what he did. I just felt that he did that for everybody else except me. And, uh, you know, I was associated with the Catholic Church and all that when I was growing up. So sometimes I would say the same thing. You say, yeah, I I know I knew God, you know, I knew of
3: of God, of God. I've experienced God now. Yeah, I've definitely experienced him
2: because yeah, a lot of people um, hear that and they oh, if you if yeah. you guys known God all that time, how come? You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right.
3: Yeah. I'm
2: sorry. I just wanted to clarify that because I already know
3: no, you're people get. Right. I didn't even think of it that way, but you're absolutely yeah. right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Continue um, going. Go ahead.
3: Uh, I grew up with a lot of like abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, stuff like that, and I've never seen like I never understood why. And now I feel like now is my time to tell my story because a lot of women go through these things. A lot of even young women go through these things and they don't speak up and feel like they need to keep it to themselves. And this is me breaking that silence and breaking that chain. Also while facing it myself and going through this healing process. So I started to see God more when I was doing things that I wasn't it supposed to be doing I grew up like really strict on oh yeah no drugs no this no that because I grew up with uh surrounded by drugs <laughs> like uh, marijuana and stuff like that so eventually I hit 18 and I left my mom's house and I feel like leaving my mom's house I left that covering you know because my mom prayed over us all the time my mom like had faith that God had us in his hands at all times. And um, she really inspires me because of that. And I'm really trying to be that same way for my daughter. And so when I got surrounded by these people, I started drinking and smoking and smoking cigarettes and, you know, doing things that I was totally against before and try to encourage all my friends to stop doing
2: yeah, but um, when, but when you're surrounded by such a a lot of people, right? it Seems like to say something not to do, um, they're gonna bring up. Oh, but you did it, you know, just recently in the yeah. second third, right? Like a lot of like mm-hmm. pre-oppression, we call it. And then you know, when I when you were going through that, every time every time I saw you, I would hug you and say, "Don't worry, yeah. you'll be all right. Everything's gonna be all right." I knew you were going through it, um, but I had this feeling in my heart that I said, "Man, she's gonna have to go through that." But she's gonna to come to the Lord full one day. I knew it. Yes. I trusted in it. Me and your mom had prayed about it. Uh, I just, yes. I just always had my eyes on you for for whatever reason. As my little sister in Christ, I, I knew that one day um, we was gonna do this. I just, I don't understand. I don't know how I knew. I just knew that she's gonna be yeah, I've, in the I've kingdom.
3: Been on your show before, so it's like you definitely knew. You instilled it in me, like that one day, like I would be doing this.
2: Yeah, you know I have this thing with, you know, people are going to call me superstitious, but I'm a man of God. It's not superstition. It's, it's something that God gave me, and it's kind of scares me. If I look into people's eyes, I can see the window of their soul, and I can see where they are. That's why I try hard not to really have eye contact. So a lot of people when they talk to me, they they notice that I try to like look somewhere else because my eye contact. If I if we lock eyes, um, God usually shows me some things. Uh, and then they're, they're not bad things. It's just that he'll show me pain. He'll show me hurt. He'll show me things that we might be going through at th- that time that a person might be going through. It freaks me out. I shouldn't be afraid of the gift that God gave me, but um, just the way I am now, you have to pray for me on that. But uh, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Keep on going. So because that people know that I've known you uh, before, so I could testify that this testimony is real. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. I got baptized. We in Transformation Church. Like that is my church. I've been changed. I've watched myself grow and change so much in this church. I have left a couple of times because yes, like I was doing things and like. My spirit knew I was doing things that I shouldn't be doing. So I didn't feel right coming to church. I was very depressed and I allowed the depression and spirits to overcome me. And then on top of that, the spirits of all my friends attaching themselves to me. So eventually I needed money really badly and I was in a bad depression and I was in my early twenties. I was 22 I started I ended up working at a strip club as um the check in girl. Like I used to scan people's IDs and let and have them pay me to get into the club. That place was probably my darkest place ever. I seen things that I've never experienced, you know, it was harder drugs. Um I've watched girls O D in the bathroom and cops show up at the in the building um while People were being snuck out the back of the building so they wouldn't be caught. I've seen girls like totally go to their lowest to be able to make ends meet. It was just a very sad, dark place. And I ended up starting taking ecstasy pills and like for the first time there. And I moved in with somebody who was really addicted to them. And we were taking them every day for, like, I want to say a month or two months straight. Uh,
2: how, many, and, how many of those pills, for, for the people uh, that were, are curious about taking it, which we don't suggest you do, but how many yeah, pills nothing. do you take? Like you said, you were taking them every day, like how many pills?
3: Um, I would take a pill a day. So every night, um, my job was an overnight job, so we wouldn't be leaving till like, two or three in the morning. And it was just something we would do to keep ourselves up after work because then that was our time to be able to go out and party ourselves.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. So Um, did it make you hallucinate though?
3: No, it just enhances whatever emotions you're feeling. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I don't recommend it. Um, sometimes it's used for sexual pleasures. Um, I didn't use it in those ways. I more so used it so I can be able to drink and not be hung over or drink and not get too drunk because it wouldn't let you get too drunk. It kept you at a certain level.
4: Um, Okay.
3: I used to use it just to be able to dance and like, you know, have fun in my ways, like in my eyes in those days and be able to enjoy myself without feeling sick or guilty like it was just like another way to numb myself
2: mm-hmm. Does it, is, it, is it an ad- addictive pill? Are those things can you get
3: addicted yes. Okay. yes I do not recommend to even to try it because okay. I took it once and it sent me down such a spiral mm-hmm. um, God tried to warn me so many times to stop and that I needed to get out of my surroundings I would be sick and the girl would still want to go out and party and like I felt like I had bronchitis once and she wanted to go out party all the time and still keep taking pills and like set it up so that I had no choice to go out with her like leave her keys at home or or I made a copy of my own keys and she would leave her keys at home or she'd be like oh no you can't go home because I have the keys and I'll be locked out if you go home. Like, it was kind of just like a peer pressure, constantly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I was working a morning shift, and randomly in the club, I hear them playing Shackles by Mary Mary. And I was like, no way, they're playing this song in, in this area. Like, it was just weird to me. And I was just like, didn't see it then, but that was God's first, like, calling to me. Like, cause it's like, when do you ever think you would hear a gospel song playing in a strip club? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the second time I was taking pictures and I didn't realize on these pills, I wasn't eating. Like I wasn't hungry. Um, anytime I would feel myself coming down, I would drink orange juice and it would make me feel like it was coming back up. And then by the end of the night, I would take another one. So it was like, it was really bad. And I wasn't eating. I wasn't really keeping myself hydrated or taking care of myself the way I should have been. And when I took a picture, I could see my rib cage. And I was like, like, I got to stop. But that didn't make me stop. Like, it was like, God was trying to warn me. And um, the third time, uh, my person that I usually get them off of, she she didn't have any, oh, wow. so um, we went to the our usual after hours nightclub that we would go to after work, and like by that point I was really addicted to them. Like I was angry that I couldn't get any that day, and then we met two people, and my roommate was very trusting, and she used to invite like a lot of random people over to our house to smoke and drink with us at home and that night we ran into two random people she said she knew the other one I don't know how true that was um but he said that he had some Mm -hmm. so uh his friend ended up driving us to his house to go get it and at that point I was like I don't care who gives it to me I just want one mind you all the other times that I've taken it at this point it was like a very, like, energizing feeling. Like, I was dancing, I just was talking a lot. Like, it was good in my eyes, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. This day, we took it from somebody else, and she ended up inviting them over. We were smoking, and I'm talking, and in the middle of me talking, I'm completely forgetting what I'm talking about. Like, I had to keep asking them what were we talking about? Like in the middle of a sentence, like you was like, it didn't make sense to me. I then went to the bathroom to wash my face off and use the bathroom and I sat down and I'm trying to continue talking to them and I can't even hold my head up at this point or keep my eyes open. And I was just like, I don't feel right. And when I went in the bathroom to wash my face again, I come out and, one of the guys is sitting like on a chair she had right outside the bathroom door and he was like grabbing me and pulling me onto him and instantly I was uncomfortable. I already wasn't feeling right. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to my room. I was like uh, telling my roommate and I was just like something doesn't feel right. Like I just need to go lay down.
4: Mm.
3: Mind you, all the other times it would keep us up until like 11 in the afternoon or like it was, like, not something that made you want to sleep. And the minute I went and I hit my bed, I felt like I couldn't move. Like, it took a lot of out of me just to lift an arm. Like, I had, it took everything in me to lift an arm. And the guy that was sitting outside the bathroom came up to my room and took advantage of me. And after that, I was like, I'm done. I'm not taking these no more. And... I was trying to tell her that and she wasn't liking that. I was telling her that I'm not doing this no more. Um, we had a big falling out. I ended up having to move out her house and I moved in with my best friend. This is all around like October, November, November. And then I stopped taking them after that. That was like my wake up call. Like, all right, that wasn't okay. That wasn't right. Like, and this is like this is already the third thing that God is trying to show me like I need to stop doing this. Like I put myself in this situation. <laughs> like
2: Wow. How did you know? Then, how did you know it was God? Kept on warning you.
3: Because then I went to go do it again for my birthday, which like I said is in December. I was like I'm going to do it again for my birthday just because it's my birthday and I want to be able to drink and enjoy myself or whatever. But um not realizing that like something was wrong with my body. I didn't feel right. Like with my body. Hmm. Um, my friend kept encouraging me to take a pregnancy test and I went and I took a pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant three days before I was about to do it again. Oh, wow. And that is what made me stop. <laughs> really? Um, Yes. Yeah, finding out I was pregnant. I didn't want to hurt my kid. And even though I knew where she was from, I was kind of upset, you know, at first. And I was second-guessing myself, like, should I really keep this kid? Like, this isn't that, like, what I planned on my first kid? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to be married. I wanted to, you know, have a family. <laughs> like, So um, I kept second-guessing it, but I told myself no, because... I believe in God, and God said, this is not okay. It's like, and it's not the baby's fault. It's not the baby's fault that this happened to me. I put myself in this situation, so now, you know, I have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So, in high school, let me rewind a little bit. <laughs> in high school, I had drove past a church, and it said, like, evangelical or something like that. And I was just like, oh, wow, like, Evangelise would make such a beautiful name for a little girl. <laughs> Even though I don't, uh, in that point, I wasn't planning on having no kids no time soon. But it was always my dream to be a mom. Like, and, you know, have a family. And so later, back to this, I find out I'm pregnant and I decided I'm going to keep it. And then I find out I'm having a girl. And <laughs> <laughs> I was having dreams before I found out that I had a girl, that I was having a girl. Oh, wow. And, like, yeah. And I feel like a lot of times God speaks to me in my dreams. I've, like, heard his voice and known it was his voice just because I felt it in my spirit when he spoke. I started going to church again when I was pregnant and trying to turn my life around. I I got my license. I now have my first apartment. It's just everything started to slowly fall in place. And, um, I just stopped everything. Like, and I just found out recently talking to a coworker of mine who died from fentanyl overdose and was brought back to life. Um, about the situation. I was telling her my testimony a little bit and she told me what I was feeling that night was, um, Symptoms of a fentanyl overdose. Oh wow! So the fact that I wanted to go to sleep, I could have went to sleep and never woke up. Mm. That's and crazy. but God turned it, turned the bad into something good. Not just with my daughter, but saving my life. Yes. like I could have died.
2: A life with a purpose. So that whole crowd that you you know they just hang out with, work with, and um, take the ecstasy pills and all that.
3: Um, what happened to that crowd? When I- Um, the girl that is working at another bar now, when I was working at the club still before I found out I was pregnant, when I first moved out of her apartment, she got fired because, um, she kept trying to fight me (laughs) because I was telling people what happened in her house and she felt like I was blaming her. I don't, it was mainly her that I did it with.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I ended up when
3: I found out I was pregnant. I got fired. Mm. Um, when I gave birth, I was desperate for money and thought of going back, but they kept like giving me the runaround, and I feel like that was God telling me not to backtrack myself. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I hear you. And um, looking back, a lot of the abuse that I went through could have been worse if God didn't intervene somehow. The first time that I was sexually abused, before it could have went a step further than what it was going, my mom found me and realized I wasn't in my bed because God sent her to go check on me randomly that night. And she found me in the basement with the man. It's just so many times that God has shown up and shown out for me. And I just looked at the bad of it all. Mm -hmm. And now I look at, like, wow, he was there. Like, this could have happened and he was there. That same man that started the cycle of abuse for me in that way ended up on his deathbed alone in quarantine. Because my mom told God that she was leaving it in his hands because she wanted to deal with it mm. herself. Mm. And the cops weren't really doing anything about it. So she, when she finally left it in God's hands, you know, she comes to find out a couple, I don't know if it was a couple of years later or months later, she found out he died in quarantine alone and a slow painted. Wow,
2: wow. Because Avengers belongs to the lord yes, so we have some yes, sim- we have a similarity there although i wasn't sexually abused when i first lost my virginity i was 15 years old and at that time when i was growing up that was late you know my friends were losing their virginity at 11 12 years old and i'm over here 15 but i was very popular yeah. in junior high school so the girl that you know took she literally took my virginity is um she thought i knew what i was doing so uh, I didn't know nothing. I was just, you know, faking it. And then um, she was like, okay. So she showed me what to do. And afterwards, she started crying. I'm like, um, is this is this normal? Why are you crying? And she had shared with me that she was abused by her uncle, a relative. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah. So that means in the spiritual realm, I didn't know about it then, but I know now, that I actually tied up with that spirit that that man was sexually abusing her and here I am with her now sharing that type of uh, of thing so we have that in common although I wasn't sexually abused but I was you know kind of like poisoned by that Mm -hmm. by what happened because then although I didn't molest anyone or anything like that but I was tied into that spirit and we call those um, soul ties and then from there from 15 the same year I got divergentized same year my dad died same year The girl broke up with me. Same year, I met my son's mom. Same year, uh, I started just wilding out all the way from 15 to 30 years old. You know, I had a sexual addiction. Uh, I wanted to be with every girl that I I met, and it was just a spiral. So when sexual abuse or sexual addiction, all that stuff, it stems from somewhere. And I believe now that I've been saved since 2001. I believe that was a spirit, and they try to keep you bound to those things they try to keep you bound to sex drugs alcohol and all those things um so sure. i could testify and on that. the
3: devil will kind to of trick you he will because like i've like all those decisions i made were like oh it can't be that bad everybody else is doing it like you know like that little voice in your head like and i reacted off instinct i didn't want to be the one that stuck out and now i'm okay being the one that sticks out yeah isn't it crazy now we we definitely
2: stick out now because a lot of my Mm -hmm. friends from back in the day don't want no parts of me because they think i'm into some kind of religion or some kind of Mm -hmm. cult and you know they judge me it's crazy i laugh because i thought we were supposed to be the judgmental people but they actually judge me and say oh no (laughs) you you think you're better than us and just that and third but as we got older a lot of my boys they respect me. They've grown men with families as well now. Yes. And they respect me and I respect them. But they know where That's I stand. They know where I stand. I want I want everybody to be saved and and, and get this experience that you got so we could testify about it. So go ahead, I'm sorry.
3: You're fine. That's how my friends are now too though. Like they always say I'm the good godly one and they're all like acting up and they're like but if they ever have questions they'll ask me which makes me feel good. And, you know, sharing some of my stories with them when they're going through things that I can relate to. I From the age of 18, the minute I left my mom's house, I was sleeping on couches and, you know, living with other people, like having problems with those people, moving out to somebody else's house. So it's like I had to kind of fend for myself a lot. And then I didn't realize how much more I could do if I just changed myself and follow God and left my life in God's hands. Mm. And so I had my daughter. Mm. And because, like, now I just want to give her everything that I couldn't have in my childhood or that, you know, like, everything that I felt I didn't have, you know, and my daughter's very attached to me. Yeah, <laughs> so I see her. Like, <laughs> I see it. she's
2: right by you. And I can <laughs> oh. see that she's going to, you know, continue on the life that you lived, saved, She's going to continue that. I I can see that because I know uh, that you have a testimony and you have something to say and you could relate. You know, um, people think that once we become Christian, we forget about where we came from. And that's that's a lie from the devil. We don't forget. I've I've never forgotten where I came from. I know exactly where I was and what I was doing when I got saved and when I gave my life to God. I was drunk and high. Mm -hmm. I was in a bad situation. You know, I was in adultery and, you know, I was. Smoking and drinking And I know exactly where I was So why would I try to hide that And say oh I never did that That's a lie But God got me out of Mm -hmm. the lies And he got you out of the lies as well So but when people That's why we could relate to people That other people might not be able to relate to uh, Because they never been through it Which is good I always tell people who grew up in church Like pastors kids And kids that you know Grew up in a church And they never you know Got wild and never smoked I said you guys are blessed for that you know, don't 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 do it. Right. I know they get curious about. Well, yeah. oh, well, I want to try it, and I said, "No, nah, don't do it. It's not worth it." But sometimes, you know, it, they do it anyway it because
3: down such a dark path mm-hmm. and such yeah. a dark cycle. Yeah. Maybe, it actually makes depression worse. Mm-hmm. It makes anxiety worse. Wow, um, it makes you paranoid. My depression—it just numbed me for the moment, and the minute I came back to my reality, it was so much harder for me because now I let it go on for too long, running from it, mm-hmm. and then I overwhelm myself. Like I just—it's not—it doesn't do any good, yeah. at all. Yeah. So. And then if you get the wrong one, like I did, it can almost kill you, if not kill you. It's sad because I've lost. A friend of mine had actually worked at the strip club with me. Mm-hmm. He was a security guard for the front lucky. and he was younger. I mean, he, like, had just turned
1: 21. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: When I was working with him, I think he was like 23, somewhere around there. He um, took a pill, went to sleep, and didn't wake up. Yeah. That could have been me. Yeah. And it's sad to think like that could have been me if I went to sleep that night. Wow. Right. Like,
2: isn't it crazy Wait, that it those people will trust them, will trust like mm-hmm. the people who are giving us weed and drugs and we literally trust them yeah. with our lives. And then it's so hard sometimes to trust God that gave us life. It's just the devil. He knows how to paint sin real pretty. He knows how to paint sex before marriage real pretty. He knows how to paint alcohol and being drunk and, and all those things that we know that are not good for us. He just paints it real pretty and makes it look like it's the yes. thing to do. But look, we trust those people. Like on Halloween, we're recording this on Halloween. I'm not going to send my kids out and trust strangers to get candy and something that they'll eat that might be poison. I'm not. I'm not right. that parent, you know. And I'm not saying that the parents who allow their kids to go trick or treating that you're bad parents. I'm just trying to challenge the way of thinking and be like, do you really know those people that you um, allowing? For them to give your kids candy that they're going to eat? Do you trust these people? Do you know these people? And I've done it, I did it for years, so I can't point fingers. And I used to trick or treat myself, but I'm like, isn't it crazy that we'll trust strangers and we won't trust God so easily? But once you do trust God, you realize that wow, God is a good God. He gives us life, gets us free from all the sexual addictions and drugs. And I always tell people, I don't smoke no more, I don't drink no more, I haven't smoked a a blunt or weed since 2001, I haven't drank since 2001, I haven't cheated on my wife since 2001. So that's all God, by the grace of God, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I am high still, but I have a supernatural high. I don't have to drink no more, smoke no more, I'm on a supernatural high. That's why I could go to my old neighborhood and hang out with the guys, and they'll look at me like, "Yo, you you smoke the sun?" I said, "Nah, I'm I'm good. I don't smoke." <laughs> but I could get on their level because I have a high from the Lord, and He gives us this this yeah. drunkenness in the spirit. He gives us this high in Him, and we could flow and be pure and still have a good time. And I'm curious to know why. You know, I don't know why I'm going here, but it's for somebody. Why are we dancing no more? Like when I was in the clubs, I used to be a club promoter. I used to dance and break dance and, and, you know, do all the kind of club dancing and everything. When I became a Christian, I thought I thought that I had to stop that. And my elders yeah. and the brothers in Christ said, why would you stop celebrating and dancing now that you're in Christ? You were celebrating in the world, dancing in the world. Why wouldn't you? So I'm curious why a lot of my brothers and sisters in Christ, when I'm a Christian DJ, I throw on music and they all look at me like they're afraid to dance. No, get ahead and dance. Go ahead and celebrate because I have a sister in Christ that goes to our church and she puts a video she's always latin dancing, salsa dancing, dancing to, you know, club music cuz she's free. It's a celebration. She's celebrating that she's free from the old life. And now she's celebrating dancing. There's actually a scripture in the Bible that says God dances over us. So we should be in celebration mode. So that way we stay away from depression. We should keep dancing. So that way we won't dance for the devil no more. We'll be dancing for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So as a DJ, it, it, it bugs me out when I start playing good music and people look at you like, oh, I can't dance. No, go ahead and dance. It's okay, it's okay to celebrate life. Amen. We only have this short time over here mm-hmm. on this side and then we have for eternity. So in eternity, you come to my mansion, you come to my room, whatever it's going to look like in heaven, it's going to be music. It's going to be popping. Everything's going to be... You know, in celebration mode, because um, we're gonna we're gonna go through a lot here, but on the other side, we'll be we're gonna be all right. So we and have. And he really does yeah. give
3: you like a peace. Like, like recently, a friend of mine, I was going through a lot in like a week, and my best friend was just like, "Like, this is so weird. Like, usually you're freaking out, and like, you like, you can tell you have anxiety and." All this, and I'm just like, no, I'm okay. Like surprisingly, I'm okay. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just been in God. Like it is what it is. It will turn around or turn to something good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I the think devil hit you I hard. He, he hit you
2: so hard because he probably knew something that you didn't know at the moment that how powerful God mm-hmm. was going to use your testimony and your life for the kingdom of God, so that we could start snatching people out of the kingdom of the devil and the kingdom of darkness. He didn't want you to get to know the truth he didn't want you to get saved and born again he didn't want none of that for you because now you could actually say well i don't have to take this no more i don't have to do that no more to be happy i have to join the law of the lord and you know i see you at all the Mm -hmm. conferences pretty much at the youth events the young adults events and you're just Mm -hmm. not afraid to express your love for god there and i'm pretty sure you're not afraid to express your love of god in front of anybody but when people don't yeah. understand us, right, as believers, I understand it could, it could be a little intimidating because sometimes I get intimidated. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we still celebrate yeah, the my fact friends, that we're saved.
3: My, my friends are respected. Like, they always tell me that, like, yeah, we make jokes and stuff. And they're like, but, like, it's just jokes. Like, we we know we believe in God and we know it works for you. <laughs> yeah, And that makes me so happy that they can have that talk with me. Like, my one friend even said to me, like, I... Me to have a turnaround like you did like a reality check she said like something needs to put me in my place and you know she just got in a car accident they totaled her car and that turned her around like she's been going to work on time now and you know, going on her days off, stuff like that, because she's really trying to get her life together. And it really makes me happy. And I'm happy that she made it out that accident, not along with the rest of our friends that were in that car, because they were all drunk.
2: Amen. So thank you so much. (laughs) I mean, do you have more? Because I want you to really close out. um, If you were speaking to your daughter, like at your age and say you were like an older if you weren't her mom and you were her her, her aunt or a good friend and she was your age, what would you tell her about God at that point? Unless you have more of your testimony, we could share more of your testimony. But if not, um, you could finalize it like that. Thinking of your daughter and saying, I'm going to be, she's going to be your age and you're going to be maybe her friend, a best friend. What would you tell her about God?
3: It's okay to feel. Just don't let your emotions overtake you and allow you to make decisions that you wouldn't make with a clear mind. It's okay to forgive. Mm. You can forget, but like, not to the point where if you're going through it again, you're allowing it to happen. You know? And allowing yourself back into that cycle. Don't be stuck. Get out your comfort zone. Speak up. Don't let your trauma keep you where you are. Mm. Don't let fear keep you where you are. Wow. Trust God. Wow, um, that's good. I allowed my daughter back in her dad's life um, after four or five months. Uh, it's kind of rough for me. It is like um, I was diagnosed with PTSD like in 2016, but I don't claim it. Mm. I'm not my past trauma. And they, that made me who I am today. Um, it was all for a reason. But my daughter's dad's beliefs are completely different than mine. So that's where it does get rough, but I continue to pray over her. So keep praying, even through it all. Even if you don't feel anything, trust me, keep praying. Amen.
2: amen. Because
3: it pays off. Amen. We are only in the wilderness as long as we allow
2: ourselves to be. Wow. You're a preacher too, huh? Let's go for it. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm so happy for you. This is like one of my prayers come true. I just saw it. I don't know how I saw this day coming, but it's here. And I kept on asking you, when you're ready, let me know. When you're ready, let me know. And that day you (laughs) came out of nowhere and said, I think I'm ready to share my testimony. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Because I know this is going to free up a lot of young ladies it's going to free up a
3: lot of young I used men. to make a joke. I used mm. to make a joke like, oh, my life should be a movie. All the drama, <laughs> that's just my life. Yeah. And it's like, I did it too. The drama was me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And my and me allowing my past to control me. So, yeah. yeah now, yeah. I'm like, this is my movie. Like, this is me talking. I definitely been thinking about writing a book. There's definitely way more, but you know Amen. Amen. I still want the days. <laughs> yeah, you
2: could you could use this recording as uh you know, a place and I could I'll show you software where we could just play it and then it'll write it out for you and that'll be a start of one of the chapters. So I'm so, so glad, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so glad and happy um mm-hmm. that you're, you know, on this side of the kingdom of God. And when the enemy comes back in your life and tries to offer you some old things, you could actually say no. Because a lot of people don't realize that before Jesus comes into your life, you actually cannot say no to sin. We're actually a slave to sin. But as soon as Jesus enters into your life and you submit to his will, which is the best will for your life, the best plan for your life, you can actually look at those sinful things and look at it face to face and say no. But before Jesus, we were not able to say no when a girl would come and offer herself to me, I could not say no before Jesus. When the drugs were offered to me and the weed and the alcohol was offered to me, I literally could not say no. There was like nothing, I had no power to say no. People say, oh, just use willpower. Your willpower doesn't have any power. It has enough power to get you by maybe a couple of times. But God has, gives, gives us the power to get by every single time. And even if we fall, we make a mistake, right? A lot of us do. We fall, we make mistakes We know that God forgives us for that. We get back up. If I see Jalissa down, I I try to always come along her side and bring her back up. She sees me down. If you ever see me down, my sister, you have permission to say, Sam, what are you doing? And bring Mm -hmm. me back up because I'm not immune to the attacks of the enemy. I just know a little bit of how to protect myself, but that doesn't mean that the devil is not continuously shooting his arrows at me. Um, So when we shine our light, we're easy targets but God is giving us the light to shine bright in a dark world and we're the salt of the world as well. So thank you so much for just doing this. I know it takes a lot of courage, but you have encouraged me and I know the people that are listening are going to be inspired to do what you have done. Just submit to God, man. Not know about God, but be in a personal relationship with him. And I suggest that you would do that. So any last Mm -hmm. comment you would like to say to the people that are listening?
3: When God... To you, listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you need to be quiet. Don't talk back. <laughs>
2: Don't talk back, right? Keep on listening. Amen. <laughs> amen. I'll take
3: exactly. that. Something is for a reason. Amen. It's like my dream. I've been. It's all encouraging me. I'm gonna start making my hoodies and stuff again, and continuing my business with the items our church blessed me with, instead of. Just
2: letting it sit around. Mm-hmm. Amen. In time, mm-hmm. because you have a daughter and you know you have life happens, but in time, uh, you know you yes. have my support and the support of the brothers and sisters at Transformation Church as well. Uh, we'll continue to see, uh, you know, you rise up, amen, out of out of what you mm-hmm. came through. And that inspires a lot. You might not know it, but especially the younger kids, they look up to you. They look up. Uh, I know my, my daughter looks up to you and says, wow. You know, mm-hmm. she does this, she does that, and she has a little a little baby, and you know what I'm saying? So it's amazing how mm-hmm. our testimony will grab the hearts of the younger people and say, man, if God could do it for her, and God could do it for him, why couldn't God do that for me? Well, we're here to tell you, he can do it for you. He can. Yes, gotta do and
3: is- I'm here for anybody mm-hmm. that needs to talk.
2: Amen, amen. I'm
3: always listening here, and I always pray for you.
2: So I bless you. I thank you for showing up on the Blaze Bible Studies on the Network. And thank you so much for taking the opportunity to share it with the listeners. God bless you. And I love you. God bless. You. Peace. You.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.